Hey guys, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So chapter 7 continues with Surah Maidah talking about how Allah previously gave Jews and Christians and everyone else so many signs and prophets to help guide them. How those people begged Allah for help and when Allah sent them help, they refused it. Those who genuinely wish to be guided, they should open their hearts to the Quran. We all ask for help, but none of us want to take the help Allah has already given to us. It's like crying to your teacher, oh please help me on the exam, and the teacher tells you, well, I've given you all the answers in the study guide, and you're like, no, I don't want those answers, please help me. See how silly it sounds? Allah tells us to accept what He has made halal and reject what He has made haram. Don't make up your own rules. If Allah has made something good for you, don't make it bad for you. For example, people such as the monks and other highly spiritual individuals practiced to stay away from worldly pleasures. They stayed away from food, socializing, and cut themselves off from everything because they thought they were disciplining themselves for the sake of God. Sure, their intentions might have been good, but this is wrong. The Prophet Muhammad heard his companion was fasting without interruption, that they gave up their sleep, gave up eating, and gave up sexual pleasure with their wives, and that they've been ignoring their wives for a long period of time. The Prophet Muhammad told them to break his fast and go to his wife right now. The Prophet Muhammad said that your body has its own rights against you, meaning don't deprive yourself of things that Allah has allowed for you. Your body was designed to enjoy certain pleasures. You should fast on certain days and not on other days. Praying all night is great, but your sleep is also important. The purpose of these examples is to show that Islam is all about balance. The purpose of Islam is not to sit in a corner and pray all day and night and avoid the world and its pleasures. No, Allah has created this world for you to enjoy, but within the limits and with balance. So do not deprive yourself of these pleasures Allah has given you because it's as if you're rejecting Allah's blessing. Allah then explains the rules of making an oath. Anytime you swear by Allah's name, Allah will hold you accountable for it, and if you break that oath, you must either feed 10 needy people, clothe them, fast for three days, or free a slave. Don't just use Wallah lightly. When you say it, make sure you mean it. Allah tells us gambling and any type of intoxicants are all haram. Any substance that intoxicates you is haram. There is no blame on a person who took part in these haram things in the past before they were Muslim or before they knew what was wrong. As long as you change yourself and do not do these things again, Allah will forgive you. Some of us are addicted to our phones or our TV. Allah says anything that causes you to miss your prayer has become a tool of shaitan. Because anything that distracts you from Allah isn't good. Allah reminds us to fear Allah. Because if we only focus on how merciful Allah is, we will continue to sin and make mistakes thinking, ah, it's okay, Allah will forgive me. Yes, Allah will forgive you, but Allah will also punish those who sin with this intention. Allah explains that bad things and good things are not equal. For example, $100 is worth more than $5, right? But if the $100 is made from haram money and the $5 is made from halal money, then that $5 is worth more than the $100. Just because it's more doesn't make it better. Allah says just because something is popular or trendy doesn't mean it's actually good for you. Doesn't matter if the whole world is eating poop, it still doesn't make it okay. All these exciting trends, fashion, TV shows, and music, they might all look fun on the outside, but be careful that it's not actually leading you astray or making you do things that Islam says is not allowed. Like fashion that causes you to expose yourself, or music with lyrics that contain bad messages, or entertaining TV shows or movies that involve sex and bad language. Allah says that the Quran has all the information that we need to know. Everything that is important, Allah has made sure to give us the rules for those things. But there are things that Allah didn't make a specific rule about. Allah stays quiet about certain matters, not because Allah forgot to include the rules about it, no, but because Allah wanted to give us some wiggle room to let us use our brains to make the best decision. Sometimes Allah gives us a command or rule and Allah doesn't explain why we need to do this. And it is very easy to keep wondering, huh, why did Allah make this rule? Why does it have to be this way? Yes, it is human nature to be curious, 
yes, a person should always question what they are being taught to make sure that it's actually true and part of the Quran and Sunnah. Yes, a person should ask questions to understand Islam and Quran and Sunnah, but they should also remember that some things just don't have an exact answer. And that's because Allah knows that our tiny brains will not be able to understand it. So on some matters, we just have to trust Allah's wisdom and follow blindly. Don't make Islam harder to follow for yourself. Don't overcomplicate things. Don't question the reasoning behind why certain things Allah left out. All you need to know is that whatever Allah wanted you to know, it's in Quran and Sunnah. Allah gave you all the information that you need to make the best decision. Many people were invited to Islam and shown the better way. But these people said, nah, we're happy with what our parents, grandparents, society, and culture has taught us. We will follow only that. Allah says, why would you blindly follow people who are lost themselves? You're following people who are doing everything wrong. Allah tells us that you are responsible for your faith. You are responsible for learning the truth. You are responsible for understanding the Quran and Sunnah, and you shouldn't just rely on what you were taught by your parents and society. Do your own research and confirm that what you are being taught is correct. Allah tells us, do not focus on other people's mistakes and what they're doing wrong in Islam. Focus on yourself first and then help others. You aren't responsible for other people's deeds. You will be held accountable for your deeds and your actions. Allah at the end of Surah Ma'idah gives us a description of the Day of Judgment. Allah says on the Day of Judgment, Allah will gather all the prophets and ask them, O prophets, how successful were you in delivering my message to the world? How many people listened to you? And they will say, Wallah, our knowledge is very little. Only you have the true answer to that question. Allah will then ask Prophet Isa salam, O Isa, son of Mary, do you remember the favor and blessings I gave you? All the miracles I helped you perform? All the believers I helped you gather? Now think about it. Isa was a beloved prophet of Allah. And if Allah is asking his own prophet about all the things that Allah did for him, don't you think Allah will ask us? Of course Allah will. We'll be asked about all the blessings Allah gave us. The more blessings a person has, the more Allah expects from that person. That Allah gave you so much more than other people, yet you did such little with it? Allah will then ask Isa, did you tell the people of this world that you were my son? That you were a god? And Isa will reply, no, I never said that. I only told the people to worship you, Allah. I did my best, but you are the creator. The people are your servants, and you may forgive and punish whoever you want. Even Prophet Ibrahim made a dua to Allah, asking Allah to forgive and protect his followers, but that Allah can do whatever he wanted with the people who didn't believe. The Prophet Muhammad was crying once and Angel Jibreel asked him, why are you crying? The Prophet said that he is worried for his ummah, that what will happen to them once he leaves? What will happen to them on the day of judgment? And he isn't just worried about his own people of his time, he was worried about all the people that will come until the end of time. Allah then promised the Prophet Muhammad don't worry, you won't be disappointed. We have to ask ourselves, would the Prophet Muhammad be proud of us if he were to see us? Would he be happy? So this is where Surah Ma'idah ends, and chapter 7 continues with Surah Al-Anam. So Surah Al-Anam starts by praising Allah, the creator of the universe, the one who created darkness and light. It is Allah who has created you out of clay, earth, which is even scientifically true since the Big Bang released all the elements and materials that created the stars, planets, the same materials that created the organisms on this planet, the plants, animals, and humans. Humans are made from carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, and oxygen atoms, the same elements that earth is made of. Allah is the one who gave you life and Allah is the one who will decide when you will die and when the universe will end. Allah has given us so many signs. What signs, people ask? Allah says, look around you. The mountains, the oceans, the different animals, the entire earth is a sign. Think about it. How are we really here right now? Science says that at first there was nothing and then randomly out of nowhere a huge explosion happened and from that the solar systems and planets happened. Earth happened. Organisms happened and people happened. Some random explosion happened and now I'm here right now talking to you. Allah says it wasn't random, it was him. He did all of that. He designed everything. 
These are all signs of Allah's power, and yet people don't think it's a big deal. It's just science, right? This whole science is Allah's design. Allah reminds us that there were far more powerful people before us who had power, wealth, and strength. Huge nations. Yet because of their sins, Allah wiped those nations away and allowed new people to take their place. And you know what? That could easily happen to us. The people back then would make fun of the Prophet ﷺ and ask him, if he was actually sent by Allah, an angel should come down to announce it. But Allah says no human has the capability to see an angel in its true form. And yes, Allah could have sent down an angel in the form of a human, but then the same problem would happen. The people would believe it's just a regular man and not an angel. Allah tells us, go and travel the world. Visit a museum or something. Read your history books and see all the evidence of powerful empires that were wiped away. We are so impressed with people who have money, power, and fame, right? We love hearing from those successful people and getting advice from them. We're so impressed by celebrities, yet we forget how impressive Allah's power and wisdom is. We want the advice of a celebrity, but we don't want the advice of Allah. It's such a shame. Allah says, don't depend on anyone. People will always disappoint. I'm sure you've all experienced that where we need our best friend or even a family to be there, yet they're either busy, they're asleep, they don't have service right now, whatever the case may be. This is why you should only depend on Allah because Allah will never disappoint you. Allah will always be there. Anytime, any place, there's no bad service with Allah. You will always have the perfect service to talk on. So if you are going through really bad times and you're in a very bad situation, no one can help you except for Allah. Yes, people can help, but only if Allah allows it. This is why you should go to Allah first and then go to a friend or whoever. Allah puts you in that situation and only Allah can take you out. Everything that happens to you, good or bad, happens for a reason and only happens because Allah wants it. Even biting your tongue on accident or bumping your toe against the bed happens for a reason. Your actions will decide what happens to you. So if something bad does happen, it's because you did something. So anytime something bad happens, stop and think. Ask yourself, did I do something wrong? What message is Allah trying to send me? Ask Allah, please guide me and show me my mistake so I can fix it. Allah says that the Quran has been sent down to all of us, not just Muslims. It's for every human so that they can learn the truth and guide themselves. The Prophet Muhammad said that whoever believes in Allah as one God and does not worship anyone else other than Allah, that person will go to Jannah. And that's telling us again how there is no forgiveness for worshiping idols or worshiping prophets and saints. On the Day of Judgment, Allah will ask those people who worship idols and multiple gods, so where are your gods now? Where are they? And those people will try and lie and they say, no, 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 we did believe you, Allah. And only then will they forget about their false gods. On the Day of Judgment, we will all have to physically carry our sins on our back. Imagine the weight of a lifetime of sins, how heavy that will be. That is why you should repent now. Change yourselves so that you don't have to have such a heavy burden to carry on the Day of Judgment. Allah tells us that compared to Jannah, this life of ours is like a, it's like a game. Meaning, don't get distracted trying to win this game and forget about the hereafter. Those in power and who have tons of money and feel like they're living like kings, they think they have it all, but in one second, their entire lives can change. They can lose it all and die. And then what? You have two houses, a Bentley, a beautiful wife and fame. You didn't put any effort for Jannah, so now what? None of your cash can help you, so what a complete waste of a life. Yes, this dunya is important. Yes, we should be ambitious and have the desire to succeed and change this world. But again, balance. We should remember that Jannah is way more important. We should ask ourselves, is what I'm doing in this world also going to help me to get into Jannah? This world is just a layover. You're getting so excited about a one hour layover in Dubai. Imagine the actual destination. Allah says this world is nothing compared to Jannah. We are so worried about having a home in this life in the most beautiful city. We will work years to buy that mansion. Yet we do nothing to work for the mansion that we could have in Jannah. It is said that a stick, you know, like a stick size, a tiny stick. If a person was given a place in Jannah, the size of that stick, 
it would be greater than the entire world and everything in it. Allah talks about the people who would call the Prophet Muhammad a liar. Allah says, don't feel bad because when they call you a liar, they're actually calling Allah a liar. Every Prophet was harassed and called names, but this is also part of the test to see how strong is your Iman when people are calling you names and harassing you for being a Muslim. Allah says He will bring victory to those who believe. Allah talks about how during the Prophet's time, they were shown many miracles, but they would always want to see more. Sometimes even we wonder, why can't Allah just show us some huge miracle so that everyone would just accept Islam? Even the Prophet Muhammad wished that Allah would just show some huge miracle so that he could prove his message to the believers. But Allah told the Prophet that the people should believe in the truth because it's true, not because of a miracle. You should believe that one plus one equals two because it's true, not because I showed you a magic trick. Allah says that if he wanted to, he could have easily sent down a miracle and made everyone a believer, but that would be too easy. And then there would be no point of sending down prophets or books. Then there would be no point of this test. Allah wanted people to use their free will and to use their brains to make the right choice based on whatever proof Allah has already given. And He's already given us a lot. Allah says for those that ask for signs and proof, look around you. Look how intricate even a bird's body is and how it is designed to be able to fly with such small wings. Look at the plants, look at the stars, look at the organisms in a microscope. It is Allah who has designed such a perfect universe. Our minds just don't appreciate it. Allah says those who are closed-minded, those who are already have their minds made up, they will never be able to appreciate the world and accept that it's from Allah. Many times when something bad happens to us, we try and handle it ourselves. We do everything we can to make the pain go away or make the situation better. We'll go to people, we'll ask friends, we'll go to doctors, and then when we have no other option left, what do we do? We eventually turn to Allah. Allah says this is natural, that when humans are super desperate, no matter even if they don't even believe in God sometimes, they end up asking God for help. This is why Allah brings hardship into our lives, so that He can force us to turn to Allah, force us to find our way back to Him. Sometimes a person's life has to be turned completely upside down until they are so desperate that they finally turn to Allah. That is why some people wonder, why is my life so bad? It's just one bad thing after another. Well, now you know. It's because you're avoiding Allah. Allah will continue to put you in hardship until you become closer to Him. So take it as a blessing that Allah actually cares once you're close to Him. Everything Allah does to us, it is for one purpose, and that is to bring us closer to Him. Every hardship is meant to help us grow. Allah wants to humble us and teach us a lesson so that we can fix ourselves. Allah doesn't do it just for fun or that because He hates us. No, everything Allah does is for our benefit. We just fail to see that. Not only that, hardships keep us close to Allah because we all do this. When things are bad, we turn to Allah. When things are good, we begin to forget Allah. So Allah keeps sending us problems so that we stay close to Him. Many people sometimes don't learn from their hardships and they continue to sin. The worst is when they slowly stop to feel guilty because without guilt, you don't have a reason to apologize to Allah. Some people even feel happier after leaving Islam and they think, hmm, nothing is going to happen to me. The Prophet Muhammad said that the people who Allah continues to bless, despite all the sins that they commit, it is the beginning of their punishment. Meaning for those people who continue to do bad, even though everything in their lives is amazing, that's a very bad sign. So why is Allah letting a person who sins enjoy and have fun? Well, Allah lets them enjoy so that they get comfortable. They are happy and things are good. They are flying high and that's when Allah strikes out of nowhere. Without any warning because the higher you're flying, the harder you'll fall and the more it hurts. So don't think that just because others sin and they're happy or that just because non-Muslims do so much bad and they're living such amazing lives that you can also get away with it. No, 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 no. No one ever gets away with it. So this should scare you. Because if you know that you're doing something bad and your life is great and you're happy, you think you've gotten away with it? Mm -mm -mm. Your punishment is right around the corner. Allah reminds us the blessings He's given to all of us. 
our hearing, our eyesight, our hands and feet. Allah's given us this body so that we can do good with it. Allah can easily take them away if He wants to. So be thankful for having those working body parts. Think of those who are blind and deaf. During the Prophet Muhammad's time, the rich people didn't want the poor converts sitting with them. And Allah did not like that. No Muslim should be turned away for any reason. It is wrong. Let everyone worship together. Sometimes we wonder why has Allah made some people poor and some people rich? Why there are such different types of people in this world, some good and some bad? Allah said that He has made every person for a specific role. Each person plays a part in this world. Certain people are a test for others, they teach us a lesson. We see that some people are poor, but they have much stronger faith in Allah than rich people. This is to show us that having more money does not automatically make you a better person or a better Muslim. Some people will cause you pain and become a test for you. Some will be a friend and help you. Some will make you more ambitious and others will make you feel more humble. Allah says that when a believer comes to you wanting to learn, you should welcome them, make salam to them. Do not make fun of them for their past mistakes or for the stuff that they didn't know before they learned Islam. Allah is all forgiving and Allah will always forgive a person if they repent and change themselves. Allah has forbidden us from worshipping or making dua to anyone else besides Him. Meaning, some people worship Allah, but then they also go to a grave or a shrine or to a holy person or sheikh or even the prophet and make dua to them and ask them for their help. No, this is wrong. Asking people who are alive to make dua for you is one thing, but asking people who are alive or dead to help you and solve your problems is shirk. Only Allah can help. So ask Allah. The disbelievers during the Prophet Muhammad's times were warned to fear Allah. But then they would tell the Prophet, okay, bring the punishment. Where is the punishment? The disbelievers would make fun of Muslims. They'd say, you guys are believers, yet all of you guys are poor and constantly having problems. Look at us. We don't believe and yet we have everything great for us. So where's the punishment? The Prophet Muhammad responded by saying that the punishment was not in his hands because if it was, they would have already been punished. Punishment only comes from Allah and Allah could have easily wiped those people away and made victory easy for the Muslims. But again, Allah knows when's the best time to punish and how to punish. Allah knows everything that's going on. He's aware of all the bad things that people are doing. He's aware of who made you cry and who hurt you. And if Allah knows about it, it means Allah has allowed it to happen. All those bad things happen with Allah's permission. Not even a leaf falls without Allah's permission or without Allah knowing. So don't think that Allah doesn't know or that Allah won't do anything about it because He definitely will. Trust Allah that if He allowed it to happen, then it is for your benefit. Allah is in control of everything. It is Allah that takes away your soul at night when you sleep and then gives it back when you wake up. Death will be similar to sleep. It will be as if you're asleep and then one day you'll wake up and this time it'll be on the day of judgment. Allah will ask us, who do you think has been helping you so far? Who do you think has saved you from all those bad situations you've been in, saved you from the car accidents you don't even know about? It is Allah. Only Allah can help you. No prophet, no other person, no Baba. Yes, Allah does send help through people, through doctors and medicine, but all of that comes from Allah. So ask Allah first. There will be people in your life that will only care about this world. They won't care about religion at all. And they'll influence how good of a person you are. This is why Allah tells us, carefully choose your friends. Allah gives the example of Prophet Ibrahim how his father and entire city worshipped idols. Ibrahim did his best to guide his father and his people towards the truth, but they were stubborn and didn't want to listen. Prophet Ibrahim stood up against society, as scary as it was. He stood up for Islam. Similarly, we'll also be put in situations where we'll be with our friends, Muslims and non-Muslims, who will be doing something wrong and out of peer pressure, we will join them. We want to look cool and not look like a loser. Allah says don't do that. Don't fall into that peer pressure. Always do the right thing. Allah tells us again, He could have easily made everyone Muslims, but this was not part of Allah's plan. Allah wanted people to receive the truth and then use their free will, their brains, to decide their path. Lastly, Allah reminds us again that do not abuse or insult other people's religion, even if they believe in idols. 
This type of behavior with non-Muslims will only create problems and will make people hate Muslims. There is a difference between trying to educate someone and insult them. So that's the end of chapter 7. Surah Al-An'am will continue in chapter 8.